raise your hands if you miss DMX. <laughs> it's us. DMX fans and talk comic to me connoisseurs. This is the bone zone comic book bone zone. Uh, I think I think I named the last one 10, but we're I know it's week 13 or week 14 in the in the the calendar week. Yeah. So you know what? We'll just jump up. We're on comic book bone zone uh, number 14. We can do whatever we want. This is our podcast. Uh, I'm Champ Champenstein. <laughs> I'm I'm Heather Hatfield. I uh, I don't want to act like we don't play by our own rules here. We we're free spirits. We do whatever we want. <laughs> uh, and that's why we'll be voting for what's her name? Love. <laughs> uh that's even better than what i was gonna say so let's let's uh we're actually here to talk about comic books uh oh i'm out of focus if you're watching who cares uh i'll come into focus sometime but yeah come talk about comic books heather you take it away because i'm going to talk about books a lot here in a little bit yeah i don't have very many champ has a i have a lot (laughs) okay so i have pop-up uh, this is issue number one. This is a Blood Moon Comics joint. Um, I don't, I know I have read books from them before, but I just can't think of like what. Is that the one that's like covered the dead in lime? Is that Blood Moon? See, I thought that at first too. The pages feel the same, but I don't recognize that. I'll have to look into it because I, mm-hmm. I just, my mind has not been all here lately either. So Anyway, um, this is just about a an artist named Diane Strickland, who is kind of obsessed with like collecting things for a museum, and it's like a a pop up museum essentially. Okay. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she collects like evil evil pieces for this pop up museum and stuff, and it's it turns into like a a monstrous thing. So this uh first issue is oh lord is called exhibit a the gruesome granny and it's oh yeah i remember that title yeah it's about uh like a wax figure so all right yeah it i actually i did have quite a bit of fun with this um so it's kind of like the in-between conjuring movies like annabelle and shit yeah kind of because it is like cursed and like supernatural items and stuff Mm -hmm. like that except they clearly they don't believe in that kind of stuff they're just like oh a cool like horror thing okay but yeah it was it was quite fun all right so i got four books get ready <laughs> first i have saber tooth and the exiles this is issue number five this wraps up the series um there might there's probably gonna be more they allude to some form of saber tooth war. There ends up being a lot of sab- sabra tooths, if you will. The sabres. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great little read. I really like Victor Lavelle's writing. Uh, and Leonard Kirk does the art, and that also looked really great. So yeah, saber tooth and the exiles. I do recommend reading the first half of this story because that the beginning half was 
I'm not saying this wasn't good, but that first, like, those first five issues of that Sabretooth story were phenomenal. Isn't it kind of crucial, too, so you know, like, what's happening in Exiles? I suppose, you like, you could probably kind of step in just because they kind of fill in the blanks of what's happening. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it would be, like, better to read, for sure. More context. Right, that's what I had assumed, but I didn't know. Um, and then next I have Gotham City Year One. This is issue number six. This ends the series. This is it. Um, I really like this series a lot. Um, I was talking to one of our friends about this because I was telling telling him I liked it, and he was like, "I just don't care because like it's another Batman story." And I was like, "I don't know. I didn't really like." read it as a batman story because it's i know it's about the waynes way way like pre pre pre-batman and and honestly you could just change their names and it would be it wouldn't be as interesting but you would still get the the weight of it but yeah i don't know i really liked it uh really good detective noir start story noir noir (laughs) um the art art and the colors and the inks and everything are just phenomenal there's a giant wonder woman ad next to that just the reds and the grays and the blacks and all of the colors in this book are just top notch um i did like the art a lot for it yeah and i just uh, that was just the best part of the book honestly (laughs) it, it really it really was and it's probably why i ended up liking it so much i will not I'm not gonna lie about that because right. yeah, that that is probably a, a good chunk of why I enjoyed it. But the story itself was still interesting and enjoyable, and I would highly recommend checking it out in trade. I think it'd be worth worth a trade read for sure. Um, and then next, I have Indigo Children. This is issue number one. This is about um, I guess at this point, just one child. Who, or like one person you learn about who has this kind of like power he grew up or he's escaped was escaping the like eastern block in the 90s it looks like mm-hmm. um and a reporter is out to find him but it is you know a lot of undercover weird shifty stuff uh yeah it was enjoyable. I really liked the art a lot. Um, I don't know. Oh yeah, that looks great. How to really describe it, but yeah, the colors were also good. Um, also, a thing I think I enjoyed about it the most was like the the color schemes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It was like enjoyable, but not my thing. That's fair. And it is only a first issue, so you don't have to stick with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and then at the same time, I'm just like, well, I kind of want to know. Mm-hmm. But if Who I do get one? Uh, Kurt Pyers. Okay. And and Rockwell White. I think it's, they, it's a co-written book. Hold on. Do you think quite... for a number one, it's worth picking up just to read? Yeah, I would, I would say that. Especially okay. if you like want to make your own decision, um, and Alex Di- Diodo does the art 
and D kind of does the the colors who I think he does the colors for crossover too. Okay. And like a few other books that I've read. Uh yeah, good colorist. Anyway. <laughs> Indigo children number one. Let's <laughs> flip through that book again. And then la- lastly for this group of books, I have uh Miracle Kingdom. This is issue number one. This is us almost said Scott book. it's a scoop book it's a scoop book it's uh, actually a scout book because not to be confused (laughs) with scouts kids uh, called scoot anyway this is Miracle Kingdom number one this is about a detective who is asked to work a case (laughs) about oh bless you thank you An evangelical uh, priest, I, I don't know, uh, preacher, I guess is their name. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm Catholic. I don't know what the fuck they're called. I'm not Catholic. I'm previously Catholic. <laughs> Let me I'm clarify. Catholic. I don't know. <laughs> People will be like, what? They're Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's something real funny about that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> investigating this preacher who has cured several of his clergy and the detective is uh, maybe sent from heaven. Oh, shit. Is it God? I think it's just like an angel. Oh. Or he's just an angel. Not it. So he wants to be God. Yeah, and that's why he's solving all these earth crimes. Mm-hmm. Earth mysteries. <laughs> the God title is just going to get passed down to him because that's how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever many, angel does the best. Is how many mysteries did you solve? <laughs> oh, uh, goodness. We should yeah. write that story. <laughs> Miracle Kingdom number one. That's all I got. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> for, for right now. All right. We'll be back, though. No, will okay. be. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We both had this crazy book. This is uh, Songs for the Dead um, Afterlife. I'm going to talk about this for uh, just a minute. So, and, and I only have one sentence to say about it. So you go first. Okay. So uh, this is the, the final part of this series, which originally started with uh, Songs for the Dead. Um, it followed up with the necromancers map which I did read that part and then this is again the final piece Um, so don't just pick it up thinking it's going to be a random (laughs) one shot like that you can just like jump in and understand what's going on because while necromancers map was that way you could do that without reading that first story arc this definitely is not Um, (laughs) I learned that the hard way yeah, which I wish I would have like known. I would have mentioned something, but I didn't. I mean, I, it it seemed like something that was like a second part, just because of the like title. But at the same time, like I said, it just like the way the solicit, like or even the back of the book reads, it seems uh-huh. like something something you could pick up and read without having to have done any back back work. 
right this starts out yeah with just them just full-on like tell talk like yeah talking about people whose names i don't know and i'm just like i don't even know who this dude is yeah it's crazy and like i read it and i was still like thoroughly confused because it's been four years i i looked it up because i was like i know it's been a long time like it's been four years um, so this, the necromancer's map was about Bethany, who is the necromancer and her sidekick, Elisar. They are searching for a, um, a young wizard named Jonas, who is trying to help them find the covenant, essentially. So mm-hmm. in this, they find Jonas, or they had found Jonas, they found the covenant, and she's trying to bring together, like, all the necromancers and stuff and unite the kingdom and all that kind of shit but it's like way more complicated than that because everyone has like prejudices and stuff so i have not finished this this is very wordy and i just could not pay attention there's a <laughs> lot of words in here man yeah there's yeah so many words <laughs> yeah no that was something else i noticed when i started it i was like okay i'll start reading this and then i like flipped the page and yeah that's when i got to when they were talking about like like who the fuck is tristan <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot. Who who's Vol- Volgros? <laughs> See, I don't, I don't remember that. It's like I don't know who these people are, and yeah, there's a lot. So I just I just decided not to keep going. Egg on my face on this one, mm-hmm. but the Nick Robles cover got me, and then like the solicit, I was like, oh okay, that sounds like kind of interesting. See, I do. I did really enjoy the Necromancer's map, so I know I will enjoy this because, mm-hmm. like I was telling you earlier, like the way that that series ended was like very open ended, and it didn't feel like it was over. But then enough time had passed where I was just like, oh, okay, so maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I will read this because I I do want to know like what happens to them and stuff. But my God, couldn't they have split it up into like three issues or something like? <laughs> Who do they think I am? Is this a one? Is this only a one shot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That completes the entire story in that one issue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's an interesting choice they made, but yeah. whatever. Um, okay, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I have this book. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't actually read it. I flipped through it, um, kind of browsed what it was saying. Um, and from what I understand, it just gets r- even grosser in this one. <laughs> I don't <laughs> understand how. Um, but this, I guess, goes into, like, uh, Domino's first, like, snuff film. Okay. It's filmed, and then goes into the weird relationship she has with that gross grown man when she's still, it, she is graduating high school in this yeah there's one issue left so we'll see I mean like I always say colors wonderful the art beautiful it looks great but like just a little a little bit less I would like a little bit less of like the grossness of it I guess (laughs) I don't I don't want to see this grown man making this teenager kill someone and then banging her yeah, that's um, not not what anyone wants to see, I don't think. No, it gives me almost the same feeling, but like worse when I see teenagers in movies kissing 
grosses me out. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> all right. All right. That's all. <laughs> okay. So oh, I that have... was lovesick, by the way. I totally I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's just a book that we're no, we know what it's about. Yeah, I'm I'm like, I, I'm not hate reading it even. I'm mm. like barely even reading it. I'm just getting it because I'm like, what could possibly happen? Like, how could this even end? What is and, this about? And there isn't like that much dialogue either. So it's not like it's Mm-mm. a lot of work. No, it's just a lot of d- teenage shenanigans <laughs> but in like a really gross perverted way <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable it makes me uncomfortable yeah okay okay well I'll just I'll just move us right along go get the train moving okay so next I'm gonna there we go I got Godfell. this is issue number two um so I'm gonna read the back of the book Having taken the first steps of their journey through the corpse of God, Sanzi and Neth are ready for a fight, but nothing has prepared them for the Felmat living in flesh hotels carved up and up and down the leg of, oh, sorry, up and down the leg this apocalypse cult will stop at nothing to turn the soldier and her tag along into accolades. So they encounter a cult inside this god they're traveling through and... Uh, Zanzi, the main character, does some real badass shit. On what end do they enter the god? I can't remember. I think... I don't remember. Do you remember? I don't. I'm I, In my head, I'm like, this is like a, a body. Do they go in through the mouth? They went in through the crotch. Let's say they just went through. Okay. That's what I thought. I That's like, what I thought. I, the foot, the, I would say the foot, since they're in the leg now. So it's just like a one of those Easter, the chocolate Easter bunnies. It's just like hollow inside. There's like stuff inside, but here, it's, here's a picture of it down here. Oh, okay. It's more it's of a like lay, it, Yeah, it's like it's laying out like Gulliver from Gulliver's Travels. Okay. And they have him tied, tied to the ground. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some, and I read that first issue, so I knew that. But for some reason, in my head, I was like, like the gods from We Only Find Them When They're Dead. And I was like, wait, so that's like a human man? It's like a human? And they're just like traveling inside of it? I was very confused for a minute. But okay, I got my gods mixed up. My bad. Uh, I mean, it looks like they're hollowing it out in one of these. So I can't speak to if they hollowed out the, the god. Um. But the inside of it does look like a cave. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense for like a mechanical suit. I get that. Not a <laughs> not a human man. <laughs> I was like, they're just scooping it out with like a melon scooper. <laughs> so anyway, these people who, who the main characters end up uh, in the first issue, Zanzi is attempting to head home after just numerous wars after wars after they told told her that the war was over they made another war uh she runs into this other character who is like (laughs) (laughs) and Sandy's like no I'm not gonna help you and they end up kind of like you know obviously they're gonna be together during this journey yeah sure (laughs) 
Uh, for everybody not viewing, Heather just put uh, one of her finger hands in like a hole shape and put a finger in it, you know? So. It was the hot dog and the donut, you know? I, I've never heard it referred to that. <laughs> <laughs> they fight some cult members. Sansy does this cool thing where she chops like a pile of men in half with an axe, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and then the next place they go to has a bunch of people banging. So sounds like a good time and a god. <laughs> yeah. But starting out starting out real well. But yeah, it's a fun, fun little like adventure book. The first issue like felt way more dense than that issue did. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just like because I read it when I had a really heavy week or if it did just have a lot more information than this issue did. No, that was uh, but... really dense. I remember that. Okay. Man, yeah, just a little fantasy, fantasy adventure story. Nice. Uh, and moving on, I have Once Upon a Time at the End of the World. This is issue number five. Um, I, yes, uh, this is the end of the first story arc. I love uh, that cover. Yeah, it is so good. It's really this, good. This book is actually just like I said, I think you, I feel like you should get it in trade because you would really, really enjoy it. It's it's great. It's was a really wonderful like first story arc. You like here they have the Olympics between the like these Boy Scouts of the Apocalypse. Uh and God, why can't I remember the for the main character's name? One of the main characters. Maceo's and Maceo. And it's just like Maceo just keeps like losing um but he just creates this gun that does just like some of the one of the wildest things and uh i love it um i i really really like i would highly suggest it uh just because i'm interested to see how like the love story will go too Mm -hmm. and that's you know i love love stories so i know you love love stories and the art the art is really really great um alexandre uh to fen i'm probably just said that really wrong I just murdered that so i'm sorry but yeah it's it's great i don't, I don't know i just want to yeah it looks really good so it's just it's good stuff i really enjoy it is that a boom book it's a boom book yeah and it's written by jason aaron for everybody else who is listening uh yeah just just a really really solid all little first first bit we'll see how it goes all right i'm ready are you ready oh is it both of us now yes yeah yeah okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) next we have a detective this is 1070 um moving along in ram's storyline i think this is what was it it is Gotham Nocturne Act One Grand Design Part Two. Art in this book is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's really oh there it is. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, we got some Solomon Grundy in here. We got some Bruce being a sad boy reminiscing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh- <laughs> Hanging out at his parents' grave as as one does yeah in that 
fucking jacket with like the collar popped up. <laughs> That's what got me. Yeah, a classic Bruce. Uh, the artist on this is Stefano Raphael. Uh, it's just, it's so good. I just, just uh, but yeah, just the Batgirls are also helping Bruce kind of figure out what's going on. Him and Talia actually talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I loved. I was not expecting that. <laughs> it's just like, hey, this helps fill in some, like, you oh you were trying to make me not you know help them and she's like yeah she's like I couldn't tell you she's like but if you had then things might be going a different way maybe not he probably would have tried to stop it regardless Batman loves saving rich people (laughs) well it's how he was raised Uh, and then the second story is just the continuance of the uh, freeze story by Seisberger and Casper, how do you say his last name? Wingard. 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 That's how, how I've been doing it. Yeah. Uh, um, looks, looks so good. I love yeah, it so much. I also just like I like the weird. I like how weird it is. This does also introduce new characters. Yes. So feels like worth mentioning. There was, what other book did we read, like, in the last couple weeks where they introduced a new character to? I feel like it was a Batman book, wasn't it? Uh, Main title, Batman introduced a new character, like, a few issues back, the guy with the red mask. Oh, okay, that's probably what I'm thinking of. All the Batmans just kind of, in my mind, you know, float together. They don't really make any sense in my head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why i have a hard time remembering like what happens in each one because i'm like batman is in all of them <laughs> <laughs> i mean that is not wrong not at all <laughs> all right i'm gonna go okay go ahead okay i have uh dragon age the missing this is issue number three um usually there are only three issues but this one is continuing so we'll see uh Barrick and Scout Harding uh, enlist the help of some elves, and they're still trying to find Solus, but they end up uh, in the the veil. I almost called it the Upside Down, and it's literally because there's like (laughs) a Stranger Things ad. Well, there's like a a few pages where they are, the the veil is- Upside down. Yeah, the veil is technically like upside down. Um. So they're, yeah, it's really cool. They're upside down, but like the speech bubbles are like still normal. So I was, I was so confused when I was reading this. My brain couldn't like make sense of what was going on. Um, But as I've mentioned before, this one, this story is supposed to be leading into what's happening in the new Dragon Age game, the, the Dreadwolf game. And there's a cute little note from Solus in here which if you don't know who that is uh he is the dreadwolf it's a whole thing it's a whole thing it's a it's a dragon age lore you know I, yeah, but, sure. and that was actually really nice because when Solus leaves you at like the end of inquisition he does it in a pretty shitty way and then when you meet up with him again in the dlc trespasser he takes your fucking arm like literally takes your arm off and leaves you with no arm so another shitty move from him but 
And this, he's like, Varric, dude, you gotta stop following me. Just trust that I know what I'm doing. Solus is a turd. <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay. Um, I'm gonna talk about this book briefly. Briefly, This is Sandman, Dead Boy Detectives. This is issue number four. This oh, that's is what just... my kid is gonna look like. <laughs> this. It, it looks like the aborted baby from The Witcher. Yeah, that's that's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not your baby. Well, I mean, that's well, what it's going to look like. I, Heather's pregnant, by the way, I guess. <laughs> Here's our announcement. That's, that's how we're <laughs> that's telling how, people. Yeah. That's my baby. <laughs> it, and if you're listening, it's a grotesque, like... I don't know, wooden monster that's not even fully developed. It's fine. I'm just terrified my baby isn't going to be cute, so I'd rather pretend that it's going to look like that <laughs> so that I'm not disappointed. Just, it's going to be a John Byrne baby, don't worry. It's just going to come out with a fully fully adult face <laughs> and head. I bet it will. I bet I would have a very mature looking baby. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Dead Boy Detectives, issue number four. Yes, that's a book. <laughs> this is a book I'm reading. This is about a couple dead boys who are also detectives. They're trying to figure out uh, what's killing these ghosts. And things are not going very well. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> uh art art in this book is like real good who does the art oh yeah um, give me half a minute it is javier rodriguez he does the, he's the guest artist i think that's who did the first half of this book um jeff stokely does page 24 pencils <laughs> greg tally fear does page 24 inks Miguel Muerto does page 24 colors. Okay. I love when they do that for books when there's like random artists that do like just random pages throughout it because most of the time I don't notice until I see that and then I'll go and look and they're like oh yeah this is a completely different artist like, <laughs> obviously. And I feel like I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Jeff Stokely who's not normally on this book and I feel like it is. Um, I know that's not important. I did notice the art was different for this one, so just let me see why. Yes, Stokely no normally does the art on it. Okay. Uh, I know that was very important for everybody. Well, we needed to know, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then, sorry, I have more books. I have two more books and then I'm done. Um, I have Daredevil. This is issue number nine. Uh, after Daredevil takes all of the people that he freed from the maximum security prison to rehabilitate to war uh, <laughs> with Punisher and his people, everyone's mad at him. Yeah. I feel like with good reason. It's like, guys, I'm going to set you free, but you have to fight in this war, actually, so... You just won't be in prison anymore. 
Yeah, and that's and that's basically like everyone. It's funny because I feel like my biggest issue for this whole entire book was the hypocrisy of everything that Daredevil is doing. And then it came to this issue and everyone's like, hey, dude, everything you're doing doesn't make sense. And I was like, oh, backwards. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just it was really funny. Uh, Full circle moment for me and the story. Thanks, Chip. Uh, I am sure my podcast is the podcast he was listening and was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Champ is right. I gotta, I gotta write this into the, fix this. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta write this into this, into the, the Daredevil story as a bit. (laughs) Everything's a bit nowadays. (laughs) It's my whole life is a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I, I enjoyed that issue just, I think for that alone was just really good and then i feel like the avengers just keep showing up at the end of every single one of these issues or like a version of the avengers because the avengers show up and they're like yeah actually they literally say this what the hell have you done daredevil or daredevil what the hell have you done i personally think they just need to mind their own business because they do enough like trouble and causing problems for the entire world that they need to leave everyone else out of it. Well, and I mean, maybe if they had gone to the work to stop Frank Castle being the the god of the hand, mm-hmm. then, you know, Daredevil could have gone through with his, like, whole re- rehabilitation thing. Like, he wouldn't have had to change them. Like, go be like, I need these guys to re- rehabilitate, actually be soldiers for my war. But they could have actually, like, gone forward with this whole rehabilitation plan just yeah, you know wait until the last second to like intervene and it's like why couldn't you have done that sooner there was a lot of stuff going on and i know you're paying attention <laughs> at, at least you've paid attention enough now mm-hmm. they're trolls is what they are <laughs> but it feels like i don't know he broke them out of prison like eight issues ago and how like i don't know how long ago that is in in comic book time but it feels like it's probably been like a, a couple months yeah we'll say eight months <laughs> sounds good <laughs> um okay so <laughs> i have one more book to talk about i'll get through it uh i have something is killing the children this is issue number 30 uh you know i really i can't say too much about this book because i it's issue number 30 yeah what else can you say that hasn't been said already yeah and this issue is just like all of the pieces have been set and now it's just we're getting into the shit art looks great though monster's really cool um erica just a fucking badass do you think that series is gonna end soon no no okay i just didn't know. I didn't feel like it was, but I didn't know what your opinion was I, on it. I, I don't see any reason for it to end soon, especially the way it set itself up at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's given itself enough, like, directions it can move with, like, House of Slaughter, with, uh, you know, the Book of Slaughter. Like, all of those things could, like, set up, like, different threads that you could see you can see through something is killing the children or just can like 
you you might move in a different direction. So I, I don't I don't see it ending soon. I don't want it to end soon. Um because I think there's so much more to explore and especially what they've set up within the last few issues also leads itself to like more things happening more threads so Mm -hmm. okay Uh, yeah that book is really great i i know we talk about this all the time but you've you've got to read it i i do i have that trade somewhere i know i have it somewhere I went through all my trades like over the weekend because I was selling a bunch of them and I, I couldn't find it, but I know that I bought it because I ordered it. So I got to find it. Okay. So we only have a couple more books left. You ready? Yes. Okay. This is bloodstained teeth. This is issue number 10. This is the, the end. This is the end. That's literally, I don't even know like what all to say about it. I, I loved how this ended. I thought it was, it was very, uh, not even like bittersweet. It just felt good. The ending mm-hmm. was like, really satisfying. Yeah. The ending was really satisfying. The only thing I will say is that like, even though the ending was satif- satisfying, I feel like it could have just been like a couple less issues. Yeah, no, I agree. Because there were some of those that were like fillers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Although I will say issue number four, which is still my favorite out of this entire series, was technically a filler because it's that one where he does all the drugs. Uh, yeah. But if that wasn't a part of it, I <clears throat> I would probably be upset. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, between each, each issue. Oh, my God. Each yeah. issue. It, it never like hit the top of my pile and I always like I, I could remember everything but didn't necessarily care yeah and then like when I got to this ending I was like yeah this this was an awesome ending and I yeah I really liked how it went but then yeah I was just like yeah yeah I just I, I mean 10 issues I thought was like a it was a reasonable amount mm-hmm. for a story and I was interested like from a, a majority of the story I don't think there was like one issue where I was like nah that was like a terrible issue you know like yeah it was all, it was all good and I think that was why I like the ending so much is because it was very consistent for me mm-hmm. like, the whole mm-hmm. story so I'm I was very pleased with it I thought it it was a good story the art was incredible so the art is just so good yeah it was a nice yeah. little twist on like a vampire story yeah and yeah the colors too so like patrick reynolds does the art and then heather moore does the colors and i think the colors are also a huge part of like what i liked about this book Absolutely. lots of books lots of books with really good colors this week Mm-hmm. i agree colors i love colors we you know we love colors like all the colors honestly like the (laughs) rainbow into it love the rainbow who thought of colors (laughs) it's crazy all right are you ready i'm ready (laughs) the last we have dark knights of steel this is issue number 10 got two more issues left um Last figure issue. out who the, the baddies are. Yeah, like, say last going on. Yeah, the last issue had like a really big reveal, so you kind of had a more clear idea of who was putting all of the pieces in place. You thought, 
this story does a really good job at like making me think one thing and then completely changing it. Yeah, so this does really get into like, yeah, who the real baddies are, what's really going on. Um, yeah, and there is another like shocking surprise in this one too, where you're just like, what the fuck? Like the last two pages? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my God. So solid, solid little book. Yeah, beautiful. It's fantastic. Glad we picked it up. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I read it actually two Wednesdays ago when we got it in. So like the mm-hmm. week before it came out. Um, because I re- I really wanted to know. And I, I was like, I need to know. Why well, and I, I feel like this this book uh does not come out like consistently. Mm-hmm. which is really upsetting because like this it's one of my favorite books right now but it's like we'll get one issue and then like two months later we'll get another one and then like six months later we'll get one and then the month after that so it's like it's hard yeah. to like stay with it since so when I was still working there and we would get those in I would do the same thing like I would just like grab it immediately when we got it in and just read it yeah because I wanted to know like we wait long enough for these books like every yeah. month are you kidding me? No. I need it. Need it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was our that was our last book. That's all we got. That's all the comic books we have. Uh, it was all me. It's all about me this week. Mm-hmm. This is a champ and a god week. <laughs> god was the theme this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean a, a golden god. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, so yeah. Anyway. I I quickly want to interject here because I've been wanting to just like at least talk about something really fast that is meaningful to me. And if any UNO UNO students listen to us for some reason, uh, well, you told them. I I I yeah. I've been telling all the UNO students I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every single one. You just walk by <laughs> them in the hall like, oh, by the way, have you heard my podcast? <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> so yes, that'd be you're, fun. I'm anyway. What I'm getting at is that I'm taking this class uh, through UNO. It is an inside-out class, so it is a class that I take inside the prison with people who are incarcerated. Uh, the class that I am taking is like a a writing class. We just finished a creative nonfiction piece, and that was re- really hard. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I've been writing research papers for a very long time and first of all I've never written a creative nonfiction piece <laughs> it's hard yeah and second second of all anything else I've written is just kind of you know like journal entries so it was it was different uh but anyway what I'm getting at is this class has been really really interesting I've developed really like great relationships with the people in like in the class both uh the students who are at UNO and the incarcerated students who are inside the prison uh, just fosters really, really great like discussions because we read stories. Uh, we spent the beginning of the class reading other creative nonfiction pieces from people who were in prisons. And so we were able to like discuss that a little more deeply with people who like have a, you know, lived experience in that. And I think that was something that, you know, even with my pen pals, it's not like this because it's very much meeting somebody where they are. 
Um, and you get to see, you know, it's like a pain in the ass for them because they're writing their creative nonfiction pieces by like hand. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you know, some of them, like some of their pieces were like 10 pages long, all written by hand. And then, you know, we had to edit it and give, like give each other notes. And so they had to do another draft of it. And them just having to do all of that by hand or on a typewriter they're just talking about how much of like a pain in the ass that is because you know you kind of take for granted when you're writing on a like word like on word or whatever you can easily just like move a paragraph you know or just Mm -hmm. like decide to like change something with like ease uh so that was like something we had talked about recently that was just like oh fuck (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those you don't really think about it until you're in that type of situation mm-hmm. where you like you you take away all the electronics and then you're like, oh, this is actually how like some people have to live. Yeah. So it, anyway, it's a it's a great class. And I it, like I said, if you're a UNO student and for some reason you're listening to this, I, I highly suggest taking that class. I know that they're they were recruiting for the summer uh, semester. So I think it's worth it. I think it's a, an experience that uh, I will like never, never forget. And it's weird to like say, but like, I really look forward to like going to that class every week and like going to the prison and going to the prison, which is like, just like an odd, odd thing, but it's going to suck when we're done with that class because I'm just, uh, we can't like communicate with them after, I mean, like while they're in prison, we can't communicate to them. So it's just like, these connections that we've also like made and fostered and like, you know, especially writing creative nonfiction pieces and reading each other's pieces. And some of them are just like extremely personal. And you see, you have like a very like different idea of somebody and you've made a different like relationship with them. And yeah, it's kind of like, well, you can't even like pen pal with them. No, no. And like when you're in like, that's part of the inside out stuff was just like you, aren't supposed to yeah like be a pen pal with them if you're a volunteer at the prison which is like what we had to like designate ourselves as to get into the prison to do this class uh we would have to like write a letter to the warden just like be allowed to write to any of those guys that stinks i mean I, i do i do understand like why they have it set up that way but that's still like that stinks. You build a relationship with someone in that way and then you can't even like communicate with them afterwards. Like that's, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is really hard, especially <laughs> when you're like, you're having, you know, the dis- sort of discussions we are having where we are talking about very personal things to us. And, uh, you know, and I've definitely made friends in that class and specifically why I'm talking about this is because every week, one of my like, inside classmates chase he's always just like have you talked about us on the podcast yet and he's supposed to be like getting out on like work release here soon he's just like well as you know maybe i'll listen and i'll hear you talk about it and i'm just like well i haven't found a way to like actually talk about it so that's why i was like i want to insert it i'm just gonna talk about it um it would be something that i feel like would be interesting to explore more but I would have to like kind of gather my thoughts, my thoughts after it's all over with, because uh, I don't know, I'm still living it week by week. And it's Mm -hmm. just something I haven't ever, like I said, haven't ever experienced. And 
it's also been so long since I've taken a class like that since all my classes for the most part are like very criminal justice focused and this is you know has a criminal justice like tweak to it Mm -hmm. but it is still like an English course at its core right but you know we have a comic book podcast so I read all the time I'm fine (laughs) it's a creative reading class is what we're doing (laughs) I'm I'm just like for my creative nonfiction piece. Can I just give you a different comic book? Yes, I'm, I'm just gonna be out of focus for the rest of this time. That's very out of focus. This time. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I like it, they... the, there's no rhyme or reason to its focus or unfocusedness. This is a, this happened to me. Uh, I'm making a a podcast appearance on a. I don't know, YouTube channel called Vactorverse. Uh, you'll have to check it out. By you, I mean the listeners. Heather doesn't have to. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, this is, I was unfocused for like 10 minutes and I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna, we, I tried to focus myself and I was like, no, we're just gonna keep going. It'll it'll come back. Well, um, anyway, this is, this is the worst it's ever been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the end of the podcast. Uh, so unless Heather has anything else, I don't today. Actually, I'm in a I'm in a decent mood, so I don't have anything negative to say. All right. So uh, yeah, you know, go to your local comic book shops and buy some comic books. Uh, take care of your friends. Go to local libraries. Check out some books. Show your support to the them. Um, be good to one another. That's all we can ask of you uh and we will and be good to yourself yeah definitely be good to yourself and uh, we'll see you on the the flippity flip we love you i'm good just how how am i still out of focus it's insane i, I don't have get no it idea.